Coming up on the Shark Fighter Podcast. Does this sound make you content? Could it? Coming up, how listening to the birds in the backyard was a turning point in my own sarcoidosis journey. This is the Sark Fighter Podcast, living with sarcoidosis and other rare diseases. Here's your host, John Carlin. Hello and welcome. This is episode 62 of the Sark Finder podcast, brought to you in part by a grant from A Tire Pharma. If you have pulmonary sarcoidosis and are between the ages of 18 to 75, you may qualify for this new clinical trial. The Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research is excited to be partnering with Novartis for a research study to test an investigational treatment that may help those living with pulmonary sarcoidosis. This opportunity is not only taking place in the U.S., there are also international locations available. Visit www.stopsarcoidosis.org to learn more and see if you qualify. For participating international locations, check out clinicaltrials.gov and then search sarcoidosis CMK389. And there will be a link in the show notes to make this easier for you if you're looking for direct contact via stopsarcoidosis.org. Hi guys, I'm John Carlin here to share with you pretty much what we do uh, almost every episode on the Sark Fighter podcast in one way or another. We look at the latest research on sarcoidosis, we look at events coming up in the world of the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research, and also, of course, we listen to sarcoidosis stories from patients and from caregivers and from uh, researchers. And Not knowing about this disease, not knowing what to expect, not knowing what's normal, what are the side effects of the drugs we take, those are all problems that I hear over and over from people in the two years that I've been talking to folks here on the podcast. So, and, and the other thing I hear is that after people share their story and other people listen to those stories, it really seems to help. So that's one of the things that that I try to do. And then the other thing that occurs to me is that perhaps you know this disease a little too well. Maybe you're a chronic sufferer. So you're among that group of people who, who unfortunately sarcoidosis has become a permanent part of your life. It has changed your life. And and you're finding comfort, not in learning about the disease, because you already know about the disease, but you're learning how others are dealing with it and how they have found mechanisms to overcome some of the setbacks. And you know that you're not alone in the battle, and that is, that's very helpful to people. So, um, and I also think it's good to know there are clinicians out there looking for cures. So uh, trying to just figure out what causes sarcoidosis, knowing that somebody is doing that, has got to be helpful. I know I know that it is to me. So uh, if you listen to the podcast, my hope is that I can help sort it all out for you. Uh, now, you might want to go back and listen to episode 61, where I talked about expectations in your life 
once sarcoidosis has unfortunately found you. And today, on a related note, I want to talk about contentedness or being content. And I'll get to that in just a bit, and that'll go back to those birds. But first, a couple of updates. I want to let you know I'm still working on scheduling an interview with the folks at ATAR Pharma, who less than a month ago released the latest on their research on a potential new sarcoidosis drug. It is now called Efzofit, that's short for Efzofitamod, which is a drug that aims to replace or at least reduce the need for prednisone in pulmonary sarcoidosis patients. And on May 17th, the company issued a news release with more positive findings. I did mention this in the last podcast, but in case you missed it, uh, the, uh, the most recent findings are that Efzofit is safe and well-tolerated as far as it's been tested so far. It demonstrated improvements in key quality of life measures as patients tapered down on steroids. So if you're taking steroids, you're able to kind of reduce that dose and go up on the Efzofit and it showed an improvement in the quality of life. And I'll be touching on sort of my circumstance with prednisone uh, again later on in this podcast. This is the first study of any therapy to do so in pulmonary patients. And the company, Atire, is planning to begin phase three study in the third quarter of 2022. And you guys know that I love to talk a lot about how prednisone can ruin your life. Uh, yes, it controls the disease, but the side effects can be terrible and long-lasting and permanent, in fact. So if Efzofit could replace steroids, uh, replace prednisone as a first-line of defense, wow, wouldn't that be amazing. So stay tuned for that. Go back and listen to episode 45, the most recent episode that I have so far, where Dr. Sanjay Shukla, the CEO at Atire, talks about how and why FSOFIT is showing so much promise. All right. I also want to remind you that the FSR Global Sarcoidosis Summit is coming up July 30th and 31st of 2022. It will be virtual again this year. In the past, uh, pre-pandemic, this was uh, an event where people all gathered in one place at a big hotel and there were breakout sessions and it was a convention, as maybe you know conventions. Uh, but again, this year it will be virtual. Last year's was and it was great. You sit down at your computer and then you just, it's like jumping from one Zoom call to then a virtual seminar where you listen to a speaker to another Zoom chat where maybe you talk to people uh, about what they thought about that speaker or what they thought about other things that they've heard from other speakers throughout the day. So just other SARC patients and other people here in the sarcoidosis space. And there is so much that, that you can do. And uh, I've called up the website right now. So I can give you some of the planned presentations for this year. Let's take a look at FSR's third annual virtual sarcoidosis education summit called Unveiling Possibilities, which will be on July 30th and 31st of 2022. And this year's summit includes tracks like Sarcoidosis 101 and Chronic Sarcoidosis, so let's take a given topic like 
pulmonary sarc. There'll be a 101 version of that, or that for beginners, and then chronic sarcoidosis information for people who've been fighting it for some time. They kind of know the basics of what they're up against, but they want to find out more, take a more in-depth look at what the state of things is, uh, or what the state of maybe help is. So you have two different tracks, the 101 track and the chronic track, and then that'll apply to any number of topics throughout the weekend. Early bird registration is April through uh, April 25th uh, through, excuse me, April 25th through June 30th. That's $60. Then general admission July 1 through July 26th is $75. So uh, let me tell you a little bit more about what's going on You can choose your sessions during registration and then have your own personalized agenda. You'll have the tracks that I just mentioned. You can invite family and friends. There will be special tracks and networking opportunities for specifically supporters and caregivers. Living your best life with sarcoidosis based on last year's extremely popular coffee break. We're increasing the networking through sessions designed to get the discussion going on topics that you have said are important to you. And then there will be several new plenary or plenary plenary sessions. Uh, I never know how to say that. Uh, unveiling possibilities, what's next for FSR and the future of better care and finding a cure. Gastric sarcoidosis and treatment related uh, gastric symptoms. Life hacks, you can gain insights and tools for living your best life with SARC, and then answering medical questions, Q&A with sarcoidosis generalist, generalist doctors, that is. So some of the topics, steroid management and other treatments, anti-inflammatory diets, which has been very popular here on the SARC Fighter podcast. You know that I've done that. Managing finances with a chronic disease, fatigue management. Man, that is timely. What's new in sarcoidosis research? That'll be a panel discussion. Finding a new normal in a post-pandemic world. I think a lot of people want to know about that. And then there will be uh, lots of uh, opportunities for attendee engagement. You, uh, This is interesting. Secure your own mask before helping others. Uh, discussion for supporters and caregivers, but that goes back to the old, if you're on an airplane and the oxygen masks drop down, you always hear them say, put your own mask on before you try to help somebody next to you. Because if you pass out because of a lack of oxygen, you can't be much help to the people beside you, right? Impossible choices, living life with steroids because you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Lost in translation, a discussion about communicating with your health care team. And that is that's something that uh, a lot of people talk about, that it's just hard to talk to doctors. It's hard to get your maybe maybe the doctors think they're listening, but people just feel like they're not being heard, uh, or they're just not making that connection in some way. So one of the topics this year at the summit will be lost in translation. Uh, Also, some additional features, the ability to connect one-on-one with other attendees, in-system video chatting and group chat availability, the open coffee break area available where you can drop in any time of the day, a one-hour supporter caregiver coffee break, which was which will be available each day, and then tailored connections based upon your region 
and your interest in sarcoidosis. And I'm really just hitting the high points here. Bottom line is to sign up and to then participate on July 30th and 31st. That's a Saturday and Sunday. And I hope to see you there. I can also tell you that there's a significant announcement coming up concerning your care from FSR. I'm not at liberty to share it yet, and I'm only in the loop with a very small group of people because we serve on the Patient Advisory Committee, but it'll be coming out soon, and I'll actually have an episode dedicated to it, but it is going to make the way that you go about being treated for sarcoidosis easier. And that's all I can tell you at this point, okay? But it's coming out very soon. Now, I want to move in the direction of the birds in my backyard and that notion of contentedness, of happiness. A couple of years ago, I was going to my weekly therapy sessions trying to find a way to get through pretty much every day. I was working but taking lots of steroids, taking chemo, I'd gained all kinds of weight, I was having trouble breathing, having trouble riding my bicycle, which is sort of how I deal with problems and just let the stress roll off of me, but I didn't have that mechanism anymore, so I had uh, what I call a hair trigger. On a gun, that's a trigger that you barely have to pull before it fires, That's the origin of the term. In person, it means that you go off at the slightest provocation or maybe even no intended provocation at all. So somebody says something and the next thing you know, you're angry, you're in their face, whatever. Uh, I was not an easy person to live with during that time. I I can tell you that. So the therapist asked me if anything was really helping? Were there things that I could be grateful for that made me happy or at least content And I thought for a minute, I said, well, I was out on the deck this morning walking the dogs in the backyard, and I just stopped and listened to the birds sing. And I said, it it kind of made me feel good. I, You know, I'm an outdoorsy person, but it was different this time. And I mentioned that to her, and she perked up, and she said, well, John, that is progress. And ever since then, uh, I've been more mindful of the birds. And in fact, now... I can tell you I'm taking it to a new level. I'll just tell you a little anecdotal story here. I was out working on a report for WSLS 10 where I'm a news anchor here in Roanoke, Virginia. It's the NBC affiliate. And I was working on a report with Garland Kitts, who was a wildlife photographer. And I had convinced him to take us out and show us how he gets these amazing pictures of of local wildlife, including birds that I had never seen before, didn't know, lived here, any of that. And to give you an idea how serious Garland is about this, his camera costs more than my car, okay? It's a very expensive camera, and mine is a used car, but no matter. Um, so Garland and I are walking along this trail. We're, we're walking near a pond looking for a relatively rare duck, for this area called a blue wing teal. And he thought he knew where we could get to get an image of these ducks. But all of a sudden he stops and he said, listen, I hear a yellow warbler. And I said, a yellow warbler? He said, yeah, I can, I can hear it singing in the trees and let's get a picture of it. I said, well, you know, there's trees and bushes all around us. I didn't see any birds. I could hear the bird. 
Um, I didn't know what it was. He did. And he said, watch this. So he gets out his cell phone and he's got an app called Merlin, M-E-R-L-I-N. I'll put a link in the show notes. And he starts playing. Uh, first, the, th- the first thing he does is he has his phone listen to the bird. And sure enough, up pops an image and it says, yes, you are listening to a yellow warbler. So then he puts a Bluetooth speaker on a branch and he starts playing that song back. And pretty soon here comes this little yellow bird getting closer and closer to the speaker to find out where he thinks the other bird is. And Garland's got this camera and he just starts taking pictures. And he gets some beautiful pictures of this yellow warbler. So uh, I'm not at the point where I'm taking pictures of these rare birds, but I do go out with this Merlin app and I'll take my coffee and I'll sit on my deck in the morning and I'll just press the button and have it listen to the birds. And we have a lot of birds in my backyard. Well, the other morning it said there were seven birds out there and some of them I recognized like robins and cardinals and some of them I had no clue that they were there or what species they were or anything like that. So I've taken it to another level, and that's made me even happier still. Drink your coffee, listen to the birds, and now you kind of know what those birds are. Um, So I kind of ask myself, well, it's listening to the, you can't spend your whole day listening to the birds, right? You've got to go on after that. But so is that just a Band-Aid maybe to a much deeper issue? Maybe, probably. But so what? If it stops the bleeding, it's doing what it needs to do, right? <laughs> so it, it, it does. It helps me sort of live in that moment and, and get to where I want to go. So as I was working on the podcast, I just did a quick Google search. I wanted to see what the, the definition of contentment is. And it's very simple. It's just satisfied with things as they are right? Well, how do you get there if you have sarcoidosis? What is your bird song? The Mayo Clinic has a great article that I will put in the show notes, but here are some key points from that article. When you look at this Mayo Clinic article, it says how to be happy, what science tells us. And it says only a small percentage of the variation in people's reports of happiness, let's use happiness and contentedness back and forth as meaning the same thing here, all right, for the sake of this argument. Only a small percentage of the variation in people's reports of happiness can be explained by differences in their circumstances. It appears that the bulk of what determines happiness is due to personality and, more importantly, thoughts and behaviors that can be changed. So, yes, you can learn how to be happy, or at least happier, or more content. And I'll just skim down a little bit. People who are happy seem to intuitively know that their happiness is the sum of their life choices and their lives are built on the following pillars. Devoting time to family and friends, appreciating what they have, maintaining an optimistic outlook, feeling a sense of purpose, and living in the moment. It says, Although you may have thought, as many people do, that happiness comes from being born 
rich, or beautiful, or living a stress-free life, the reality is that people who have wealth, beauty, or live stress-free are not happier on average than those who don't enjoy those things. So the article says you should invest in relationships, surround yourself with happy people. You should express gratitude because gratitude is more than saying thank you. It is a sense of wonder, appreciation, and yes, thankfulness for life. It's easy to go through life without recognizing your good fortune. Often it takes a serious illness or other tragic event to jolt people into appreciating the good things in their lives. Don't wait for something like that to happen to you. Aha! Okay, so I never noticed the birds singing until sarcoidosis and prednisone and chemo started to knock me down. And then just something as simple as that, all of a sudden I noticed it, right? And I've heard other people say that as well. It says, make a commitment to practice gratitude. Each day identify at least one thing that enriches your life. When you find yourself thinking an ungrateful thought, try substituting a grateful one. I think that's pretty good. And it goes on, it tells you to uh, find ways to be optimistic and cultivate your optimism. Find your purpose. People who strive to meet a goal or fulfill a mission, whether it's growing a garden, caring for children, honoring your spirituality, they tend to be happier people. And then this whole thing about living in the moment tells you that if you can live in the moment, you will be much happier. And we hear that a lot, and man, is it hard to do. So look for opportunities to savor the small pleasures of everyday life. Focus on the positives in the present moment instead of dwelling on the past or worrying about the future. And once again, I would say that listening to the birds sing is living in the moment. So that's the scientific viewpoint, but let's just take a a pop culture look at how we've all sort of arrived maybe at what contentedness is. There is a lyric from a country music song by Brooks and Dunn called Red Dirt Road. says, I learned that happiness on earth ain't just for high achievers. So the point there is you don't need a Harvard education to be happy or a yacht or a Ferrari. You know the drill. And we just heard from the Mayo Clinic that guess what? According to science, that's true. Now, I will say on a lighter note, there's another lyric by a singer named Chris Jansen that says money can't buy you happiness. Well, it can buy me a boat. It can buy me a truck to pull. It can buy me a Yeti 110 ice down with some silver bullets. Yeah, and I know what they say. Money can't buy everything. Well, maybe so. Well, it can buy me a boat. 
And I do. I love that song. But it's just funny how we have these, we know these truths. And when we hear these songs, it sort of becomes self-evident. And that's why it rings true. And that's why there's so much genius in these simple songs. And as long as we realize that the Chris Jansen song is sort of tongue-in-cheek, I think we're all on the same page. Now getting back to sarcoidosis, which takes your life and turns it on end, and we then search for contentedness. We use this term, the new normal. How many times have you heard somebody with sarcoidosis say, yeah, this is my my new normal. I can't do what I used to do. I have no energy. I can't catch my breath. I have brain fog. And because of these factors, I can't achieve as I used to. I can't do what I used to enjoy. And so I have found my new normal. And as we've reached that new normal, we then look for ways to be content. We as SARC patients adapt to our situations if we can, and we redefine our lives according to what we can do. And so I'm just back from a bike ride. You, those of you who listen know that I ride my bike a lot. And I'm kind of disappointed with the results this afternoon. I track all of this stuff on an app called Strava. And it tells me how fast that I was this time versus the last time that I did this same ride or even different segments Uh, which are portions of rides, and compared to historical norms, I am slowing down. Kind of expect that, right? But it's hard to be content with that. Well, no sooner than I get home and I read a blog by Calvin Harris, who appeared on this podcast back in episode 54. Calvin blogs for Sarcoidosis News. His blog is called Run Your Own Race, and he's taken up running, lives in New York City, even though his lungs are clogged with sarcoidosis because he has the granulomas all through his lungs. But he is still even, he's still able to run, even though doctors have told him that he should not be able to run. And he talked about that a little bit here on the podcast. You know, exercise as a child, as a as a young adult, not so young anymore. Uh, but since COVID began, I actually started running in earnest because it was one of the few things that my doctors said, hey, if you want to move and stay active, um, that's one of the things that's okay for you to do. You know, you stay distant, stay masked up. Running with a mask is quite difficult, <laughs> but uh, but it's one of the things they allowed me to do. And through that, I just became uh, really excited and passionate about about running. So my, the, but I also re- accept that both as a, a a guy over fifty and with uh, sark lungs, I, I, I shouldn't expect to 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 <laughs> break any records uh, other right. than my own. Calvin was training for a half marathon, which he just completed, but it wasn't easy. But in his blog, he talks about being grateful, being content with his status. It says, back in January, I had COVID-19, which forced a three-week doctor-ordered isolation. By February, Calvin writes, I found I could barely run a mile before I had to walk. I was nowhere near where I used to be. I was never that fast, though my 10-minute mile pace is pretty good for someone with sarcoidosis, but now I could barely jog. So making it through my training little by little was the real race for me. Just getting to the starting line was a victory. 
All I had to do now was just not stop, no matter how long it took. And he went on and talked about how the heat became a problem, and and uh, he did okay miles 1 through 5, and then 5 through 10, it got hotter. And then he says miles through 11 to 13 were all about just refusing to stop. I had come too far to stop through sarcoidosis, through COVID-19, through travel, through rough training, through all of it. All that was left was three miles, a distance I had run tons of times before. At this point, my pace was extremely slow. There were times I saw walkers moving faster than my slow jog, but I was afraid that if I started to walk, I would actually stop. For me, it was better to jog really slowly than to walk really fast. Unlike in prior races, my body began to hurt everywhere. My legs cramped, my arms were sore, but oddly enough, my breathing was almost close to my normal for a long run, so I just had to keep going. At mile 13, we were on the boardwalk, and I could see the finish line and the cheerleaders, and suddenly I felt a burst of energy. I could actually run. As I heard the announcer call my name, I pumped my fist once, twice, and a third time. I made it. And then I broke down in tears. Calvin, congratulations. I mean, pushing through that, the covid the sarcoidosis, all of it, just just doing that and then having the sense to recognize that achievement, not because of how fast you ran it, but just that you ran it and that you could congratulate yourself and be happy with yourself for the stick to of it. Congratulations. So on behalf of all of us here in the SART community, thank you for your dose of perspective. And of course, I'll put a link to Calvin's blog in the show notes. But thank you, Calvin, for running your own race. And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll excuse me, I think I hear the birds calling. For anybody who's still there, a reminder of the official Sark Fighter song called Zombie by Mark Steyer and his band, the White Hot Lizards, is uh, available. You can hear Mark's story, the story behind those lyrics in episode 12. Occasionally, I play the entire song at the end. I know I did that back in episode 41, if you want to go back and listen. I do release this podcast every other Monday. And as I'm speaking today, my trusty dog, Dougal, is curled up here in my office. Please don't forget to go back and listen to bonus episodes on Sark and COVID if you still find those to be relevant. And because COVID is showing up again in different parts of the country right now, there's also another bonus episode dealing with prednisone as well as the most recent bonus episode talking about universal barriers that we all face with sarcoidosis, but how it's even more difficult for people living in certain zip codes. All right, go back and listen to that one as well. There are rare opportunities when we get these bonus episodes where all the right people come together in one place. The top experts in the country, top spokespeople from FSR, top patients who are most connected to whatever the issue is, and we get them all in one room at one time. 
And then uh, and in those bonus episodes, I've been the moderator and I try to draw them out and keep us all on topic. And I hope you enjoy it if you have a chance to go back and listen. If you are new here and trying to figure out what SARC is, the 101 version of SARC patients, go back and listen to uh, my episode with Dr. Simon Hart. That's episode two. My story, how I got here, is episode one. And the backstory to the founding of the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research is episode 11 with Andrea and Redding Wilson. Andrea is a fellow SARC fighter. They started the foundation at their kitchen table. Please send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Carlinagency at gmail.com. There's a link in the show notes. Follow The Sark Fighter on Instagram and then just Sark Fighter on Facebook. And I do appreciate your interest in this podcast. If you enjoy it, please share it with just one other person in the sarcoidosis space. Please also give the show a nice review on wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, keep fighting. Bye.
fight to be there too And remember there are friendly smiles Try hard to smile too And wherever there is sunshine Don't let fear darken you And whatever happens, please remember right now